This past week, I attended the quarterly meeting of St. John's Investment Committee. And this committee oversees uh, the investment, uh, the endowment uh, portfolio for St. John's and uh, oversees the work of the firm that manages our endowment. It is a, a dedicated group of people who uh, are uh, gifted and have great expertise in their field. And for that, I am deeply thankful. Every year, uh, four times a year, I sit in these meetings, and I have to say that about 80% of the meeting, to me, sounds like it's being conducted in a foreign language. Basis points and distressed debt, whatever that is. And uh, I half-joked that when I started at St. John's, I thought a hedge fund was for landscaping. And as we went through the meeting and the representative from the firm that uh, helps manage our endowment was going through the performance report, uh, even though I've looked at these before, I noticed that at the bottom of every page was a line that said, past performance is no assurance of future returns. As I understand it, the SEC requires this disclaimer on all such financial documents. And this disclaimer, past performance is no assurance of future returns, suddenly struck me as I was looking at it during the meeting, and I thought, that's what the gospel for Sunday is about. That is essentially the gospel for today. On the surface, the story is absurd. No one could run a successful business paying workers who worked one hour the same wage as those who had labored all day long. Eventually, all of your laborers would start to show up in the late afternoon to work for an hour for their full day's pay. It wouldn't work. But the parable is using our economy to say something about God's economy. The parable begins with Jesus saying, the kingdom of heaven is like. So he's setting up a parable, a story about something that might be laborers in a vineyard, something that seems very real to us but is creating a bit of a tension in the metaphor by saying the kingdom of heaven is like. And in the parable, the generous landowner represents God. This parable is often referred to as the parable of the laborers in the vineyard. And uh, one scholar quite helpfully, I thought, said it should really be called the parable of the generous landowner not the parable of the laborers in the vineyard. And many scholars feel that the wage, the daily wage, is a symbol for salvation or for God's grace. And the fundamental issue the parable is addressing is our impulse 
for our own performance to be an assurance of future returns from God. Performance in this case being our sense of our own faith or our morality or feeling that we are virtuous or our sense of being right. Jesus is rebuking our efforts to define our relationship to God in terms of superiority or preference over others. I, God loves me more than God loves you because I'm more righteous. I worked all day in the vineyard. You only worked an hour. So I am more righteous. And clearly this notion of how we compare ourselves to other people to define our relationship to God is at the root of much of the religious violence we're experiencing in the world today. There's a lot of political factors, etc. But this notion that I believe in the true God and you don't, therefore you are an enemy of God. You don't believe what I believe, therefore you must be wrong, which means God has favor upon me. In this parable, Jesus is primarily addressing the disciples. He's not talking to a big crowd. He's trying to say something about the church to the disciples and by extension to all of us, especially this language about the first and the last. What Jesus is saying to the disciples is, you have journeyed with me in this ministry. I called you personally, and you have followed me. But others are coming into the vineyard of our work. Others will come after I am gone. Others will come after you are gone. Do not think because you are one of the original 12 that you get to sit at my right hand, and others have to sit further down the table that they are somehow less favored than those who have been closer to me. And that's a message for any congregation as well, right? Whether you've been coming to St. John's your entire life for years and years and years, or this is the first time you've ever set foot in this church, Jesus welcomes you equally you equally receive the love and grace of God. So favor, God's favor, has nothing to do with uh, seniority. I've been an Episcopalian longer than you have. Or I've come to this church longer than you have, right? Jesus is actually speaking against that. In the gospel, the landowner says, are you envious because I am generous? This is a direct challenge to the notion that we somehow earn or deserve God's grace. That we think we've earned God's favor. And that is being refuted completely in this passage because everyone who enters the vineyard gets the same return. Whether you were the first or the last, you get the same return. It's an image of God's abundance and God's uh, 
generosity? Is there somewhere in your life where you do or can show the same generosity or abundance to others? A powerful image of this for me is communion, which we celebrate every Sunday during our worship services. Everyone receives the same sacrament no matter who you are. Whether you are rich or poor, healthy or ill, righteous or a sinner, whatever dichotomies you want to come up with, everybody receives the same communion. I call that altar rail the great equalizer. Everyone is the same and equal before God when they come before that altar rail. We all, all get our daily bread. And it is given by the grace of God, not by something we have done. So unlike the financial markets or ourselves, God's past performance is indeed an assurance of future returns. And that is the only benchmark that really matters. Through Jesus Christ, God has fully invested in each one of you. So whether you have followed Jesus from the first hour or the last hour, come labor in the kingdom of God. It is the best investment you will ever make.